Welcome to the Abundant Attraction Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Wilkinson, a mindset and manifestation coach. Here we talk about the law of attraction and cultivating an abundance mentality. We explore how to overcome your limiting beliefs and blocks so you can create online wealth and success through your purpose work. Are you ready to attract an abundant freedom lifestyle? Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Abundant Attraction podcast. So right now I have to paint a picture for you. I'm literally still in my pajamas. It's 11 a.m. I've got a heat pack with me. I'm on my period and I am recording this. Goes to show just to take messy inspired action. But I am so excited for today's episode because it is actually a podcast interview I did with the amazing Hannah from the Inner Works podcast. We talked all about manifestation and business and energy. It was just one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. So I knew you guys had to listen to it. So for any of you who also have your own podcast and you would absolutely love to host me on there and interview me and ask questions, then absolutely reach out on Instagram. I'm at katie.wilkinson with two ends at the end. Send me a message and I would absolutely love to organize that. All right, guys, I really hope you enjoy it this um, podcast. I am dropping the audio from um, Hannah's page or her podcast. Sorry. So make sure you go and check that out because she's got other amazing podcast episodes as well. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Hannah. I am super excited to be here. So yes, my name is Katie Wilkinson. I am 22 years old and I am from Melbourne, Australia. I am a manifestation coach that specializes in helping early stage entrepreneurs really grow and expand their online coaching business through a blend of energy, strategy, and of course, their mindset work. And I know you teach a lot of manifestation and the law of attraction mixed with the business side. So what I want to know is how were you first introduced to the concept of manifestation and the law of attraction? Yes. So my story actually goes back way, way to even before I was born. So I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. So my parents are actually super, super into personal development. They went to all the motivational seminars. They read all the books. They listened to, at the time, there were tapes and all that stuff. So I was always surrounded in this really positive environment of personal development. But when um, my mom was pregnant with me, she would attend all these motivational seminars and watch these, you know, motivational speakers do their thing. And a lot of it was to do with manifestation and um, building your dream life. And one day when she was attending one of these seminars, when I was in her belly, she said all of a sudden she got this um, intuitive download or this feeling saying, I want to do that. I want to be a motivational speaker. And she said she never, ever, ever had had that feeling or thought ever before, only when she was pregnant with me. And so she said to me now that I swear that was you inside my belly. Like it was never me. I don't want to do that. I've never wanted to do that. I swear that was you. And you were just like so happy absorbing all that information and feeling so excited. So that's so crazy now, like knowing that and seeing where I am today. So I've kind of always been surrounded by this personal development. I mean, even in the car, we went like, 
allowed to listen to music. We were only allowed to listen to um, personal development tapes, which, you know, you would rewind the cassettes and insert them and everything. So I've always kind of been surrounded in this environment, but I never kind of knew specifically the word manifestation or the law of attraction. And just like many people, all of a sudden, when I was around 15 or 16, I got super, super sick and I had to drop out of school. And um, during that time, again, I was binging a lot of personal development content because there was nothing else to do. And I stumbled across the word manifestation and law of attraction. And it wasn't kind of this new thing where I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And I'm going to learn more about this. It was kind of like, wow, this is what I've been doing my whole entire life. This makes so much sense. Now I have, you know, a word that can I can put to it now. I can actually start studying this a little bit more. And for many people, that's how it goes about because the thing is, it's not one day you start manifesting. It's that you actually have been manifesting your whole entire life because it's a universal law. And then one day you just realize that, oh, now I can do it intentionally and it's called manifestation. So that's kind of how I um, learned about it. I read The Secret and then I also did a, an online course on manifestation, which was really awesome. But manifestation, has been a huge part of my life and it was around the time of you know 16 17 when I started it started doing it and practicing it more consciously and intentionally and now I'm able to coach other women around the world on this amazing universal law as well I love that it's crazy that you were brought up around that because I feel like a lot of people I don't know whether it's just England it's probably worldwide but a lot of people are brought up around like friends and family that just think Mm, she's a bit crazy and you're sort of having to go it alone but the fact that you were brought up surrounded by it I love that so um but even though you were brought up around sort of personal development did you have any doubts so when you discovered that it was called manifestation and you started using it more consciously were you like a skeptic at any point or have any doubts not really because I've been listening to all this stuff all along and I always knew that you can create your reality and you can go after your dreams like I heard these things so many times my parents always said you know do what you want you can achieve anything so again I feel super super grateful that I have this really awesome support network because I know a lot of people and I've worked with many women who you know want to go after this and um, go after their dreams but they feel really I'm you know tied down because of the people that they're surrounded by or their parents I mean obviously there were times when I I was practicing it and things weren't working, especially in the beginning, right? It's really like a muscle and sometimes it's going to take a little bit longer or things aren't working out. And you're really in this experimental stage, seeing what works. And this is how I developed my own formula with manifestation after practicing it for so long, which is called the aligned manifestation method. But in the beginning, yeah, you do get frustrated. You all, you say these things like, why is this happening to me? Especially at that time, right? I was super, super ill. Um, I was missing out on a lot with friends and parties and at that age it's like that's all that ever matters right so I was there was times where I was very frustrated where I kept saying why is this happening to me why is this happening to me and um, it was the lowest low point in my life but I kept persisting and I just um, held this hope that other people use manifestation to create their dream life if they could then I could too but even today right I get frustrated and you know sometimes things don't work out but it's all about really holding that faith and um, recognizing that it's your choice you know whether or not you want to go after that and whether or not you want to continue believing in your dreams it's crazy to me that you didn't have like a moment near the start where you weren't skeptical because I feel like a lot of people that discover manifestation they have a phase where they try it out and then it doesn't come true and they're so skeptical and they give up so it just it blows my mind that you weren't skeptical at first because I'll admit I was skeptical at first I thought how can this be true it can't work out but like you said it's just you're doing it wrong 
So mm. just change the way that you do it rather than give up completely. Yeah, that just yeah. blows my mind. <laughs> um, something else I wanted to ask, is there any, or has there ever been any of your loved ones, so whether it's friends, family, that are non-believers in what you preach, their manifestation? And if so, how do you sort of explain it to them or do you just leave it like it's a touchy subject? I love this question because I kind of believe that everyone already practices manifestation. They just don't like kind of know it. Or when you bring up the word manifestation, they're kind of like, oh, like that's woo-woo, like that's witchy or whatever. So in my immediate family, everyone knows about it. They understand it. I mean, obviously my parents were initially the ones that taught it to me first. Um, My sister's involved, like everything we do, we're always like manifesting a car park. So we're all in it together. But there are, you know, a couple of people who, you know, friends and and new people that I meet because manifestation is a big part of my life. So it's like, I can't not talk about it (laughs) whenever I meet new people. And I found that especially males have a hard time with it because they're like, no, you have to work for it. And you have to, you know, it's very masculine energy and manifestation doesn't seem to go in and with you know what they believe in but I've really learned that you know manifestation it is real there are studies on it there are experiments on it and I've studied it so much that I can see every single different facet so there's the energetic side and there's the scientific side and there's you know the factual side and there's also the spiritual side so now when I communicate manifestation I also feel like this is my role as a manifestation coach is not to be able to convert people right it's not a cult but rather to educate people and I'm not here to change someone's mind I'm not here to force someone to believe in it it's not up to me whether or not you want to choose to believe in manifestation it's happening to you anyway but I do feel like it is my role to to educate and get the word out there even if whether it's online or whether it's offline and so I've kind of now been able to kind of develop this way where I meet a new person or you know I want to describe manifestation in this way and I kind of do it in a way that when I meet them where they're at so if they're a very energetic person spiritual person woo-woo person I explain it in that way you know energy energy like attracts like all this stuff like they get it but I find a lot of people struggle to explain manifestation in a way that's really scientific and grounded and factual where there is so so much science in it you know the way atoms interact and quantum physics and all this and it's important to understand how this works as well and so when I meet people who are like I need to know all the facts is this just placebo you know those types of people with that's okay that's how they operate in this world they need you know really the scientific evidence I explain it to them in that way I explain it in their words how the atoms work how the atoms correspond how you know you can you know measure the energy and electric magnetic fields and quantum physics and I explain it you know and I give examples for example there are books such as Think and Grow Rich which is very much you know masculine energy type of manifestation really case studies about the richest men in America almost 100 years ago and how they achieved it and I say hey you know I would really recommend this book while on the other hand there's going to be more you know woo-woo books which certain people they just wouldn't be aligned so it's really just about finding the entry point and kind of like the gateway for them and that might be through factual evidence or it might be through more woo-woo but there's always always a way to make manifestation relatable and to this day I I can't say that I haven't been able to really explain manifestation in a way where people say that this doesn't work I don't believe in this or you know this is just BS I've been able to explain it in a way that resonates with them and makes sense I'm not saying that they're 100% fully in it but they're like oh you know I yeah I do believe that your thoughts contribute to the creation of your reality 
And I'm like, you know, I've done my job and that's it. And, you know, ultimately I do also believe in leading by example, not by force. So I can tell, tell, tell all I want. But at the end of the day, when people see that you are living a life where you are happy, where you are successful, where you are content, where you are living your dream, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to watch you. And ultimately, you know, your actions speak so much louder than words. So they might not believe in you at first, but when they see that you've got something, it's You're working. Yeah. yeah, they want to know what are you doing and they start watching you and they start picking up on these things. And sometimes you don't even need to say it. Just go live your life and, and live manifestation, be living proof, and then they'll start to come on board. So that's my whole thing around manifestation. I'm not here to try and convince, but it's just trying to live our own lives and then people will, you know, if they want to follow, they'll follow and that's just it. Yeah, I agree with what you said about lead by example because you're a perfect example yourself and hopefully they'll see that. It does kind of explain it to people. It does sound like I'm sort of recruiting for some kind of cult. But <laughs> I've found if you talk about like the subconscious mind and all of the science side, that's when people sort of get on board and start to understand it because with the subconscious mind, obviously there's a lot of studies. And I think when there's evidence, a lot of people are more sort of understanding of it and it's less we root to them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for the next question, a lot of my listeners are quite new to the law of attraction, manifestation, or maybe they tried it out and they're not getting the hang of it. So I want to ask you, what advice would you give someone that is brand new to the law of attraction and manifestation? Okay, so first of all, let's start with what manifestation is. I think this is really important. So manifestation is basically how we create our reality. And there are 12 universal laws that re relate to that. So um, the most popular one or the most well-known one is the law of attraction. And you would have heard this if you have listened to or watched or you have read um, The Secret. It's gaining a lot more popularity and traction nowadays. And the law of attraction, just like it states, law of attraction is like attracts like so whatever you put out into the universe is going to come back to you and this is really on like an energetic level and a lot of people are like well what's energy energy is everything atoms are 99.9999 percent energy and the rest is matter right if you look at it it's really just empty space there's a couple of electrons here and there there's a nucleus but the rest is empty space and so we are energetic beings living in an energetic world so what is energy right sometimes it doesn't seem like a real tangible thing well energy is everything it is your thoughts it is your actions. It is your words. It is anything that you put out there is energy. And so we like to say that, you know, what you broadcast, you attract. Really, your environment in your world is a reflection of you. And so this is the thing. It is an immutable universal law. Just like gravity, there is no on or off switch. You cannot choose when you want it to happen or when you don't want it to happen. You cannot say certain thoughts manifest and certain thoughts don't manifest. It has been happening since the day you've been born. So when people say to me, oh, I'm just not a manifest or I'm not good at manifesting, I'm like, no, you have been manifesting. Exactly. You are already doing it. You're just probably not doing it in the way that you want. So for example, energy, right now, the world that you've been living in, you've attracted all that. So the device you're listening to this on or um, the seat you're sitting on or the surroundings, right? Every single thing you've manifested into your life. So you have successfully manifested everything in your life right now. That means you can successfully manifest your desires, right? So really figuring out, okay, how have I manifested my current reality can really help you manifest your desires because ultimately it's the same kind of um, blueprint that you're going to use. Whether you're manifesting something you don't want or manifesting something you do want, it's the same exact 
principles, just apply it to your designs. And so one thing I'm going to say is, um, you know, how do your thoughts create your reality? It's because your thoughts evoke emotions and your emotions provoke actions and your actions have consequences. And this is why your thoughts create your reality, right? Because you're thinking of something, you're emotionalizing it, you're taking action, that's going to have consequences. So, you know, recognizing just like a radio, you are always emitting something and it's about matching that frequency, right? So what you're currently manifesting, you're a match for that. And so if you want to manifest your desire and it's not happening, it's just because you're simply not a match for that, right? Are you thinking the right thoughts? Are you, are you taking the right actions? Are you embodying the version of you who already has your desire? Any discrepancy at all is going to sabotage your manifestation. So going back to the radio analogy, you need to tune into the station, right? You're currently tuned into a certain station. That frequency that you're emitting is receiving that station, right? And so you're getting a certain music or a, a certain, um, you know, tune. Um, so that might be rock, pop, jazz, whatever. There's no, you know, right or wrong. People always say, oh, you've got to vibrate higher or be high frequency. There's, yes, there's a spectrum of frequencies, which technically you could say it's high or fast frequency and slow frequency but one isn't better than the other it's all about preference do you want classical or do you want rock you just tune into the station that you want right now you might just be tuned into the wrong station just adjust your energy slightly and you're going to get a different response back so ultimately things don't happen to us things happen for us the universe is responding to us there's no right or wrong the universe doesn't have opinion the universe doesn't say she's a good person she's a bad person and then so therefore i'm going to make this happen it's the universe responding to your rules your beliefs your narratives, your stories that you have about life, change those from within. So do the inner work and the universe and your world is going to respond to that. So that's kind of a breakdown of manifestation and how it works. So if it's not working for you, it's just because it's not the fact that it's not working. It's always working. It's just you're aligned to something that you don't want to be aligned to, right? You just got to realign to your desires. Yeah, I love that. And about energy, I saw a quote recently and it was, the universe doesn't speak English, it speaks frequency. So whatever frequency you're putting out, that's exactly what you'll get back. It's not going to listen mm -hmm. to what you're saying you want, what you're telling all your friends that you want. It's not listening. It's listening to that frequency and that energy that you're giving off. So Yes, 100% agree. So what advice would you give to someone that's just start getting started with the law of attraction? I would say figure out how you've created your current reality because it's really easy to see like, okay, I've already done it once. Let me do it again. Because people think they're starting from scratch. You're not starting from scratch. You're not starting from square one. You've been doing this whole entire life. You just need to crack the code. Crack the code of how you've already been doing it. Now that you understand what you've done to create your current reality, how you've become an energetic match, then you can apply the exact same blueprint to your current desires. And what I would say as well is, um, you know, look into certain methods and find the techniques that work for you. So the two things that you need to successfully manifest is to have the thought and is to have the energy. They've been done studies on this, experiments on this. You need to know what it is that you want, right? You can't just say, I want better or I want more or I want to improve. You need to have a specific objective that you have in mind. And then you need to tune into the energy. If you just have the thought, it's not going to work. If you just have the energy, it's not going to work. You need to have the combination of the of the two. So if anything, right, people say there's so many techniques and there's so many things that you have to do and it sounds so complicated. The basis of the law of attraction, think the thoughts, feel the energy or emotionalize it. Basically, the energy basically means that, okay, 
once I have my desire, how I feel, tune into those emotions today. You need to experience it before in your um, internal world, before you experience it in, in your external world. Um, but also I've created a method that I use personally, which is called the Align Manifestation Method, which works super well for me and a lot of my clients as well who's used it, which is basically intention, energy, action, and trust. So the first two have just explained intention is the thoughts, energy is the emotions. Then there's action. A lot of people think, oh, okay, law of attraction. I just need to think the thoughts and feel the energy and it's going to happen. But like, no, you have to create your reality. Certain things you're going to have to actually take the action, right? You can't just expect things to fall into your lap. It's not like wishful thinking. That's what. That's not what manifestation is. You need to be consciously aware and realize that, yeah, you need to put in the work, right? If I'm going to create a business, I can't just manifest, you know, a million dollar business through my thoughts. I actually have to put out offers. I have to sign clients. I have to make money, all of this. Um, so certain things you can, you know, you need to take more action. Certain things will take little to no action, but recognizing what action do I need to take? And it's not about working hard. It's about working smart and really taking you know, less action, but more potent action rather than working super, super hard. So I really, you know, say lean back or lean into the feminine flow and um, really the intuitive action, inspired action. It's not about doing what's right or wrong. It's saying, okay, what does my heart feel like doing today? Um, So really tapping into your intuition and that's going to help you walk the path of least resistance. So rather than saying you have a plan and you have to do A, B and C and D before you achieve it, Maybe you can, you know, bypass that and go straight to, you know, to D, to the destination and you're able to um, do that in a really quick, effective way without having to go through all the steps. So that's taking aligned action. The last step is also trust. This one is so important because as you said, so many people tend to give up. This is not working. They blame manifestation. They blame themselves. I can't manifest all this stuff. It's purely because they have lost the trust. They've lost the faith. You cannot, you know, say that you you don't believe it anymore. It's like saying that you don't believe gravity works anymore, right? Sometimes, you know, things aren't going to be working for us. Sometimes it seems like things are out of control, but it's like believing or giving up on the fact that gravity exists. That's what you're doing when you're when you're losing faith and trust in the law of attraction. It is always there. It is always working. Maybe it might not feel like it's working for you at the moment, but it is working and recognizing that. And sometimes it takes time, especially in the beginning. Manifestation is like a muscle, right? But in the beginning, I often say, go for micro manifestation. So go for something that is super, super easy, free coffee, car park, $5. So you're building up your trust and realizing that, hey, I can manifest these small things intentionally. Now I can consciously do it on a big level as well. It's just like a muscle. Imagine if you walk into a gym, ready to go. I'm so motivated. And now I'm going to pick up the heaviest weight in the room. And then you break your arm and you blame the gym or you blame the weight. This doesn't work. This is what people are doing when they're manifesting and saying that it doesn't work. You need to start small, right? Start at the one kilo, build your way up, recognizing that you also need to practice a little bit more before you just go all in for the million dollars. So that's really, you know, holding the faith, trusting. The universe often works at the 11th hour. So don't give up until it's over. And really it's never over until you give up. This is the thing, right? Until you say, I'm done, I'm given, I've given up, you've still got the opportunity and you've still got the chance to manifest something. We also need to release the how, you know, don't focus on how it's going to happen. It needs to be this way. It needs to be that. As long as you reach your destination, it doesn't matter. There are a thousand different routes that you could, ways that you could get there, you know, really not holding on too much until all the processes, recognizing that I'm just focused on the outcome and the outcome is here already. And I'm boarding the version of me that has already achieved that outcome. So yeah, I would say just look into these four steps, intention, energy, action, and trust, 
when you've completed all these four steps, it should manifest, but start small. Start with something that feels super achievable and then build your way up from there. I think I think that trust is so important because I think when a lot of us want to manifest something, we sort of go into like a how's it going to happen mood or we start chasing. And I think mm-hmm. chasing brings resistance. There is a difference between that inspired action and just chasing. So if you want to make money, like trying every single hustle that you can, it's not coming from a place that's like aligned with you. You're just constantly chasing. And like I said, that chasing, it brings a resistance and that could bring more sort of resistance into your life, like stopping you getting what you desire, really. So yeah, Yeah. I love that answer. So I was going to say with chasing, right, law of attraction, it's all about attracting. So you can chase things, but ultimately you need to ask yourself, does this action you know, is it attracting? Is it magnetic? And often the answer is no. When you're chasing something, when you're working super, super hard and you're hustling, you're not in a state of magnetism. And so you need to really like just lean back a little bit bit, and, you know, go more into feminine flow. And that's going to be so, so much more magnetic than all this hustle and grind. Yeah, I love that because I've only just recently sort of started researching the feminine and masculine energies. And I think while you're chasing and you're hustling, you're so in your masculine Whereas when you're in your feminine, you're just sort of like letting it come to you, being guided by your intuition. So yeah, I love that. And I've started looking a lot more into the masculine and feminine energies. <laughs> uh, so from that last question, I wondered, what do you think the biggest mistake is that people make when it comes to manifesting their desires? I think it's just like thinking that it doesn't work. That's a biggest mistake. Because if you think it's not going to work, it's not going to work for you. Like that's it. You, you've completely sabotaged the process. I mean, until you believe in it, until you trust in it, like it's not going to happen. But also just really, really recognizing that the universe responds to you, right? People keep saying things happen to me. I'm experiencing these things. Why does everything happen in this way? No, recognizing that you've created this, right? Every single thing you've created, you've attracted, you are an energetic match. So it's not about saying why are things happening for me or to me, sorry. It's saying, well, why was I available for receiving that thing in the first place? Why did I attract that thing in the first place? So stop complaining and stop saying that you're the victim, right? Because we are the creators of your reality, recognizing that you were available, you were attracting that, the universe was purely just responding to you and your energy. So just becoming empowered and recognizing, hey, I'm, I'm not available for that anymore, I'm changing. And that You become so much more empowered from that state when you realize that you are the one dictating the universe rather than the universe dictating what's happening for you. I would say when that sh- and you understand that shift, um, the way you manifest is so completely different. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So linking to that, rather than mistakes that people are making, what do you think is a huge misconception about manifestation? So overall? I would say that the biggest one were probably people thinking that it's woo-woo or that it doesn't exist and that it's all fake and all of that. That's the biggest thing. Like just look at the science, look at the evidence, look at the experiments and all that. But if you believe in it... I would say the biggest misconception would be that it only works for certain people and that certain people are just better than it at others or that I can never be a good manifester or that 
oh, there's something wrong or that's not working. Again, it's all these things thinking that it's not happening for me when it's like it is happening for you, just not in the way that you want. Um, You just haven't gotten a full grasp on it yet. Like you're still manifesting or you're still at like an energetic frequency, which is aligning to things that you don't want. So, you know, people say to me, oh, Katie, like how do I become a good manifester? Like you are a good manifester. You've manifested everything that's in your reality. It's not becoming a good manifester. It's becoming an aligned manifester, aligning to your desires rather than aligning to things that you don't want. And that's why it's really, really, really important to focus on what we do want rather than what we don't want. What you focus on is where energy goes, um, you know, where attention go, where attention goes, energy flows, and then that's what, what you're going to attract. So that's why my course is called Aligned Manifestation. It's not about learning how to manifest. It's learning how to do it in an intentional, conscious, and aligned way. I love that. And I just want to add to your list of um, big like misconceptions of manifestation. And I would say action. A lot of people Mm. see it as wishful thinking. So asking for what you want, um, putting it on a vision board, the affirmations, but without actually doing the work. I think that is a huge misconception. Mm. I really do. I actually have another one now that you've thought about this. One of like one of the top ones, I would say, is positive thinking. One hundred percent. People think that it's purely just positive thinking, and that I have to avoid negative emotions, that I have to feel high vibe all the time. That is absolutely false, and that is so unsustainable. And if you try and do that, you're actually going to sabotage your manifestations anyway, because people think, oh, if I'm not high vibe, then I'm not attracting it. All you have to do, all you have to do, is step into the version of you that already has it. The version of you that already has it isn't high vibe all the time, isn't positive all the time and has negative emotions, right? So it's not about being positive all the time. It's just about tuning into the energy of what you want. And that's not purely high vibe. It's not purely positive. It's actually more balanced. Um, It's more about certainty than positive emotions, right? Because if you knew you had it, you'd be certain, you'd be confident. You wouldn't be all positive. You'd just be grounded in that certainty. So that's one of the biggest, biggest misconceptions that I'm out here trying to debunk for the world because the secret and all of that has just like spread all this toxic positivity. Um, but yeah, that, that one for sure. And again, if we feel like we have to be positive all the time, what we'll end up doing is adding that resistance to the negative. Mm-hmm. And obviously adding resistance, it gives it more power because you're holding it in your mind more thinking, I don't want to think negative thoughts. And yeah, so you're giving that resistance more and more power. And with that, you're attracting more resistance and negativity into your life. So yeah, I really like that answer. You're allowed (laughs) the negative emotions, but just let them flow. Let it pass like a cloud. That's an analogy I've recently found. Like every time I have that negative thought, I'm just going to like observe it, but not try to resist it at all. Because I've sort of learned that resistance brings more of it. (laughs) Resistance creates persistence for sure. I love that. Uh, so next I want to ask, what are your daily practices? So journaling, affirmations, what do you do daily? So many. But the first thing I wanted to say is that manifestation is a way of living. A lot of people think that, oh, manifestation is a technique. It's like the five by five affirmation method and all these things. No, manifestation is, is a way I live. From the morning I wake up to the moment that I go to sleep, I'm consciously creating my reality. It is in every single thought. It is in every single action. It is in every single word. It is in every single emotion Right now I'm manifesting. So people think that, oh, okay, I'll just do like my little one hour manifestation routine. It's not really about developing a routine. It's living in a state of manifestation, right? Just by writing five affirmations, you're not going to change your reality. Um, Just like you said, it involves so much. Action is one of them, but also just purely living in this state. You're not going to become a millionaire by saying you're a millionaire. You have to embody the state and live every day as if you're a millionaire. So 
going back though, you, it is important, I think, to have a routine as well, but don't purely rely on your routine and think that a routine is all you need and that, oh, I can, you know, feel the energy during my routine. And then for the, you know, other 23 hours of the day, I'm just in a grumpy mood, right? It's like the routine is really helping you create this energy and embody the energy and then you're meant to sustain that throughout the day so that's really what a routine does for me but I have so many practices that I love but it's always changing because you know you get bored of things or you outgrow things and so I'm always going back and forth to different techniques and different modalities here and there but the one that stay consistent 100% is journaling I've journaled for over 10 years now it is a non-negotiable like I have to do it if I don't journal my brain feels like it's about to explode because I'm always having too many ideas and things and all of that so not only do I use it for a brain dump but I also use it to manifest or something like scripting which is journaling as if you've already had it so you know imagine writing a diary entry um, dear diary this is what I did today I officially you know bought my dream car and I got the keys and this is how it happened like being very very descriptive and stepping into that version of you so in everything that I've created I've journaled about it consistently before it's happened so whether that's ten thousand dollar months or your brand new house or your relationship it's like I've been able to write down all the specifics of um you know it happening and what it's going to feel like before it's actually happened the other thing that I really like right now is affirmation so it's similar to journaling I like to write mine out also speaking them out loud can be really good mirror work so speaking to yourself in the mirror um I really love EFT tapping but Every single morning, I basically wake up and the first thing that I do is read my goals. And my goals are in present tense as if they are current or they've already happened. Um, and I have around five things that I like to manifest at one time, like five significant things. Um, I do that early in the morning because your subconscious is really, really um, easily accessible because you've just woken up. And so you can really embed things into your subconscious that way. Then I like to journal. I like to meditate, I like to do some reading to put some good, you know, vibes into my mind. Um, also do my affirmations and exercise is even part of my um, my routine. I would say helps with manifestation because the energy, you're moving that energy, you're creating more flow into your life. So I exercise every single day. I have to move my body. Um, but yeah, those are my top few things that I do. And that's kind of what I do every single morning. And I also do that at night before I go to bed. I must do my journaling. That's amazing. And I definitely need to try out the EFT tapping. I've not tried that one yet. Um, but I also think it's important to point out that just because someone that you might follow on Instagram or a coach, whatever, has a specific daily morning routine, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So I've recently fallen out of love with my affirmations. Like I just, I think I was affirming things that it didn't make me feel good. And I've recently found if you, so if you have an affirmation, and you rate it on a scale of one to 10 of how good it makes you feel. If it's less than an eight, get rid of it. Because mm -hmm. my affirmations, they weren't resonating and they weren't making me feel good. So I was like, this is why it's not working. It's not that affirmations don't work. It's just that I'm affirming things that I'm, I don't feel passionate about. But yeah, I think it's important to think like, if there's someone else having a daily routine or whatever, just because you copy it, it doesn't mean you're gonna get the same results at all 100% and as I said before it's all about the energy if you do your routine and your energy hasn't changed you've done absolutely nothing the purpose of affirmations or EFT tapping or journaling or manifest or um, meditation sorry 
is to purely change your energy so you are embodying the energy of your highest self who has already achieved it. So if you do your whole routine and you feel nothing, you've done nothing, you've wasted your time. And so I say to my clients, it's not about having a routine. I'd rather you ditch your routine and have no routine at all and live in manifestation for your whole day rather than waste one hour and it's not actually doing anything. And so as I said, my routine changes all of the time. This is just my routine for the moment. Two years ago, I hated affirmations. I couldn't do it. I just didn't resonate. I didn't feel anything. It was just a couple of months ago where I started writing them again. I'm like, hey, I'm like really vibing this. Like this is feeling so aligned. And so that's what I do right now. And so yes, it like might be the affirmations are wrong, but it might just be like, I'm just not vibing affirmations right now. And just recognizing that and giving yourself the permission to change. Because again, like you need to feel the energy change. If you don't feel it, ditch it. It's fine. It's not about the technique. It's all about the energy change and the shift within you. Yeah. So when I do my scripting, sometimes I'll pick up my journal and I'll feel nothing whilst I'm writing. Other times it will feel like there's a burst of energy in my heart, right? And it's just, there's such a difference. And when I'm not feeling it and I'm not feeling that energetic change, I think, what there's no point me still writing it's doing nothing all I'm doing is wasting my ink wasting my paper if I'm not feeling it energetically I just leave it and I think that's okay like try again tomorrow when my energy is a little bit more into it it's more aligned with me I think just leave it until tomorrow <laughs> for sure uh what I wanted to ask next is I've not actually heard you an- heard you answer this on Instagram or anything what is your craziest manifestation story it doesn't have to be the biggest manifestation just the craziest Oh, I would say it was that one time that I maybe manifested a free hotel stay in Bali. So um, before I was going to Bali, we booked the flights and I really, really wanted to manifest free accommodation. I was like, that's something that I want to do. I've heard other people do it before, but I was too stuck on the how because at the time I was kind of wanting to be an influencer. I was starting to work brands, but nothing super big. And I was like, what if I could snag an opportunity to, you know, stay at, you know, a, a villa for free and in exchange, I'll be able to take photos because I've done photography before. And I was like, this is perfect. I'll, you know, DM all these different um, villas saying that I can take photos for you and they'll give it to me for free. And that's how it'll, it'll be. So I did that and I had that in mind and I was trying to manifest it. And I messaged so many villas, but at the time I didn't have many followers. And so they're like, oh, we'll give you 10% off or 15% off. I'm like, mm, that's not good enough. Like I want like a, a full free stay, yeah, right? Manifesting 15% off. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I want the full thing to be free. And I'm, I also want like a decent villa, like a really nice, I had it in my mind, like um, one of these like kind of like wood, like very traditional, um, beautiful villas. Like it has to have a pool um, and really nice and everything. Um, but it wasn't working out. And I was like, oh, whatever. So I just kind of gave up. I was like, okay, it's just not happening. So we booked a villa, which was really, really nice. Oh no, actually it wasn't even a villa. It was um, just a room, but they had villas at the place, but they were a little bit more expensive, but we did, we decided not to book them. So we booked a room. Um, it was a really nice kind of quiet place in Bali and we paid, well, you know, we went through the, the system to book that. So we're like, okay, we had to pay anyway. When we arrived at the place, this is one thing that often happens to me. I get upgrades. So I've, I've been very um, aligned to receiving upgrades. Almost anywhere that I travel, I receive a, a hotel room upgrade. I don't ask for it. They just, when I arrive, they're like, hey, cool, we've upgraded you. I'm like, all right, cool. So that's why I already knew I was aligned to that. So I, I was thinking, let's go bigger. But at the time I was like, mm, it didn't work. When I arrived, of course, they're like, you want an upgrade? So we were like, of course, yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll upgrade you to the to the best room. And we're like, oh, actually... Um, I'll 
I would really love to stay in one of your villas. Is that possible? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you choose. 100% up to you, all good. So we were like, okay, cool. And so they had this like little section of villas where they were, it was very like private. It was like a separate part of the um, resort. And it was um, all overlooking this pool. And it was really, really beautiful. So we went there and we were able to like pick the villa. So we picked the best one with like really nice view. It was two bedrooms, had a balcony, had a hammock on the balcony and everything. Um, so we were upgraded to that one. And it was really awesome because there weren't too many people staying there. So it honestly felt like a private kind of like villa place. Um, so we stayed there and everything had buffet breakfast. And at the end, we went to like pay for it. Something happened with the credit card and it was all completely free. So we ended up staying there being upgraded to the best villa and we didn't even have to pay a cent. And so that's how I was able to manifest it despite, you know, before it wasn't happening in the way that I assumed because I was too focused on the how, right? And had to be a collaboration. I ended up still getting it because I'd finally released a how. I was like, oh, whatever, I don't really care. And so we were able to achieve that. So it's really crazy how it happened. I could never ever assume or predict that it was going to happen in that way. But I got exactly what I wanted, staying in a villa for free in Bali. So that would probably be one of my craziest stories. And it's happened so many times to me where I say it's going to happen one way, but it just happens a completely other different way because it has to be unexpected, right? Otherwise, it would be totally boring if you could predict how every single thing is going to work out. But, you know, after that and a couple of things have happened, now I'm just like, whatever, the how is not my concern. I just want the outcome. And I know that's going to happen in the most craziest way. And that's just the fun about it. So that would be one of my craziest manifestation stories for sure. I love that story. It's like the universe was working in miraculous ways behind the scenes. And yeah. I absolutely no idea that it would be your card wouldn't work. Mm. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, so we spoke about your manifestation journey and how it sort of came about in your childhood. But now I want to move on to how you got into becoming a coach. So how did you know you first wanted to be a coach and how did you take that big first step? Okay, I love this story because so many people assume that because I was raised in this, you know, really um, good environment with personal development, everything that I would, you know, want to probably be a motivational speaker, especially because my mom told me that apparently in the womb, that's what I wanted. But I surprisingly didn't. I was actually very, very shy as a child. I like, I didn't speak a peep, right? I was so shy in my shell. Um, I was very like studious. I'll just keep to myself and like study away in the library and do whatever. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to have my own business because everyone in my family um, is a business owner. It's just what we do. Um, always know I wanted that freedom lifestyle. It feels just so empowering to me. Um, and especially after being an employee, I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I need to have my own business. And so I always knew I was going to have my own business, but I wasn't like 100% sure what it was ever going to be. Also, because I really didn't identify with the typical um, mold of what a motivational speaker would look like, right? Especially when I was being brought up, it was a lot of middle-aged white um, men who were doing it or they were American, right? Yeah. And so I was like being me, half Asian, very short, petite, person I was like I do not fit that I do not look like them at all so part of me was like that's just you know not possible or imposter syndrome that that wasn't my identity but as I went along one of the pivotal moments in my life was yes when I got sick that really was you know changing my trajectory in life and realizing what was important to me 
But um, a few years after that, so in 2018, I did a course on manifestation and that course changed my life. And it wasn't purely because of the content. It was more the fact that the girl who was hosting this course and teaching this course she looked so much like me and I fully identified with her. She was another short, petite Asian girl living in Melbourne and she was running these manifestation courses and making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing so. And so, you know, doing that course, all of a sudden I was like, wow, she's doing that. That's what I want to do. It all of a sudden clicked. And as soon as I made that decision, that was it. That was all I was going to do. So, um, 2018, I realized that in 2019, I was um, finishing up my university. So I studied kinesiology and at the same time, I was working a part-time job um, doing um, marketing management for an e-commerce business. Last year in 2020, in February, I actually decided that's it. I'm going to do my business. And I spontaneously resigned from my job, gave my two weeks notice and was like, I'm going to go and finally start my coaching business. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had no plan. I had no idea how to start a coaching business whatsoever. The day after I had quit, I enrolled in a business coaching program um, to help you start your online coaching business. And the rest was history. Now, you know, it's coming up to um, a year um, in my business. And yeah, it's just been crazy. But it all started with that one moment where I saw myself in this one girl and we call them expanders in manifestation someone who um, has achieved our manifestation and makes us see to believe um, but that's really important and that's why I do what I do as well to show people that I'm just really a regular girl like yeah maybe I might have had a little bit of a different upbringing but I'm just a regular young modern day girl who loves manifestation and I'm able to make money through teaching that and I want to show other people that you can do that as well and don't stop yourself just because you feel like you don't fit the mold but if you're feeling inclined or if you're feeling um, this push from the universe to share your message and to go out there then 100% do that whether that be coaching or whether it be starting a business or whatever it is um, your desires are placed in your heart for a reason I like to say like your desires are destined for you so other than feeling like you don't fit the mold of the typical uh, motivational speaker coach were there any other limiting beliefs that you faced 100%. So I um, wasn't good at public speaking. As I said, I was super, super shy. So I was like, how though am I going to do this? Like being a coach, the main method of communicating your message is by speaking. So even showing up online, I was completely terrified of speaking. Um, I was completely terrified of going live. I was terrified of even showing my face online. And I constantly get people nowadays saying, but Katie, you're so confident online. And how did you learn how to speak so well? (laughs) Like, you must be a natural. I'm like, no way. Like, it feels natural now because I've worked on it. But I was completely terrified. The first time I went live, I was like internally about to explode but I recognize that I have this desire to be a coach there's a reason why and I have to overcome this big 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 limiting belief of mine and develop this crucial skill because I know that the only way I'm going to share my message is through predominantly speaking and so I just went live and I did it again and again and again I had my very first IGTV up there I still cringe to this day but I keep it up because it's a reminder of how far I've come right in just a year now it's like the difference is just crazy in the way that I show up online um so I keep that up for myself and for other people to realize no I was never like this it was just something that I 
chose to develop. So recognizing if you want to do something, don't let something that's a choice stop you. Wanting to be good at public speaking, that's a choice. It's, it's, it's making that choice to decide, I want to be good at that and practicing that. And I didn't have any you know, education around it. I didn't do any courses around it. It was just purely showing up online. You can read all the books about public speaking. That's not going to help you public speak. You have to actually go out there and do it. Um, but yeah, that was one of my biggest um, setbacks, but I was able to develop that skill. Um, and now it's not just that I'm good at speaking. I would say that I absolutely love it. Like whenever someone says, come on my podcast, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm all in for it because I can't stop talking now. Um, so it's not just, you know, being able to develop this skill, but you can actually become good at something that you once despised. Never believed that you were shy. I see you every single day on your Instagram, like appearing on your stories, showing up. You're so confident now and you hold that confidence so well. I would never believe that you were shy as you were younger. So that is crazy to me. Um, so you spoke a little bit about imposter syndrome. Is that something that you still experience every so often? I think imposter syndrome is something that everyone experiences and you'll experience to some extent until, you know, the day you die. I mean, imposter syndrome is really, you know, a natural, you know, survival response that we have, right? Trying to fit in and, and that's our ego trying to keep us small. Definitely in the beginning, as I said, like, oh, I'm not a coach. Like I'm not, I don't fit in the mold or I can't public speak or who am I to teach manifestation, right? Like I was 21 years old when I started my business. I had some people say to me like, who, who do you think you are to, to start a coaching business? Like what, what have you achieved? Like what, you know, how can you, um, you know, get people to pay you? But ultimately it's like, no, the universe was telling me to spread my message, to go out there to do coaching despite the fact that I had other qualifications and other skills that I could have easily made a lot of money from. I was taking the step to do the thing that I'd never done before and it worked out because that was what I was meant to do. But imposter syndrome, it is a natural part of life as much as like we don't want it to be. Um, it is a survival response, but recognizing that also realizing that you are worthy, like you are worthy of having it all. You are worthy of your desires who is anyone to teach anything, really? Like we all start at square one. No one is born an expert. That's what I want everyone to know. No one is born an expert. I still, you know, some people call me a manifestation expert. I'm still learning about manifestation every single day. I'm still reading all the books and listening to the podcast. Your, your experience is always growing. And um, I always say to my clients, like, are you telling me that you don't want to go out there and um, start your business purely because you feel like you don't know enough? But yet you know more than your or than the average person. Like you know more than your ideal clients. You are doing a disservice. You are doing a disservice to the world by dimming your light purely because you feel like an imposter. So at the end of the day, if you're not going to do it for yourself, which yeah, you should. You you should respect yourself enough to go after your desires. At least do it for the people who need you. You know, imagine all the people who aren't you know getting a transformation in their life purely because you're feeling like an imposter. That is doing a massive, massive disservice to the world. The second thing is realizing that every single person started at square one. I started at square one, just like I told my story. Tony Robbins started at square one. Every single big leader, personal speaker, celebrity, singer, artist, whatever it is, they all started at square one. No one is born an expert, but you have to start at square one in order to get to square 10 and square 100. So if you're sitting here thinking that I'm just going to study a bit more, I'm just going to do a little bit more work. Yes, you know, all this is important, but the biggest way you're going to grow is just throwing yourself in the deep end and doing it. Coaching with clients, starting your business, doing what you need to do, um, going to speak online, um, jumping in the deep end of your fear and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to feel more confident about yourself. And I'd say nowadays, like, yeah, I experienced it a little bit, but also when it comes up, I just say, hey, that's BS. Like, that's just my ego speaking. 
you know, who really is an imposter? We're all here together. We're all on the same level. Even all the, you know, the multimillionaires, they're really no different to us. And I'm no different to any other person who's listening to this podcast. I've just, yeah, I've achieved a few things. and I've gone out there and I've created my dream life, but I'm no different, right? I'm still just a typical everyday modern girl who's, you know, using manifestation. So ultimately that's what I would say. And you, you're going to be bad at, at it at the beginning. That's just something to recognize. Like you're probably going to be crap. It's going to, you're going to feel terrified. You're going to feel embarrassed, but that's all part of the journey, right? Like you got to do it. And I have people saying to me, oh, but if only I had 1 million followers, right? On my Instagram, then everything would be fine. Then I'd be able to start my business. But I also say to them, but would you be able to handle 1 million followers? Would you be able to handle the backlash? Would you be able to go, handle going live with 1 million followers? And they say no. So it's like recognizing that this is all part of the process. You can't just um, bypass the beginning stages. You have to go through that, not only for you know your like part of the journey in your business, but also for yourself. You need to learn. If you can't handle 100 followers, you can't handle 1 million followers. If you can't handle going live with two followers, you can't handle going live with 2 million. So you know, it's all part of the process, all part of the journey. You're going to be crap at the beginning. That's just it. Like the same with working out. You're going to do the lightest weights, but you have to work your way up. And if you're not willing to start at square one, then you're not going to get there. So you have to recognize that you have to do the damn work in the beginning. I love that. And I think the biggest thing with imposter syndrome that I've found is all these big names like Tony Robbins, like you said, we often put them on pedestals and we think they're just like, on another level like they're not human they're all human and they all started at day one but we just view them so high up and like out of touch with us when in reality they started exactly where we are so yeah I love that next I wanted to ask you what advice would you give to someone that's wanting not necessarily coaching but a business venture in general what would you say if they sort of have like that intuitive feeling that that's what they want to do with their lives I would say just start and go with your intuition to whatever you're called, right? So many people, they get, you know, so consumed in the world of social media and personal development and they start to get shiny object syndrome and they start to, you know, get deterred and think, oh, okay, this person says I have to do this, so I'm going to do that. And this person says I have to do it this way. And you'll start to realize that every single person contradicts each other anyway. And then there's no one rule book. Stop looking for the formula. Stop looking for the golden rule book because there aren't any. There is no one way to run business. And this is one thing that I emphasize so much in my coaching because I've done courses before where it's just like follow step one, two, and three, and you have to do it this way. And this is the rule. It's like, ultimately, there are no rules. The only rules are yours. And the way I live my life is the fact that there are no rules, expectations, but my own. Why? Because I run my life through the 12 universal laws of the universe and the laws of physics and the laws of gravity and the laws of energy. These are the rule book of life, right? There's, these are factually you know, correct statement saying that if this happens, this is going to happen. But anything outside of these universal laws, if there isn't a law to state that this is true, then there is no rule around it. For example, people say you have to have a niche, otherwise you're not going to be successful. Or you have to work hard, or you have to have a funnel, or you have to do it this way. Unless the universe tells me that I have to do it this way, and there's going to be a law that states that, then there's absolutely no fact or truth well, okay, there might be some truth in it, but there's nothing saying that this is the ultimate golden standard for business. And so I always say that the way to run business is your way. The rules are your rules. And so for me, my rules are, you know, the I can work less and earn more. 
You know, I get to raise my prices every three clients I sign. I get to make money in my sleep, that um, things happen for me, that I attract clients and that all these rules that you think that are out there, they're just made up. So make up your own, right? The universe isn't out there saying it has to be done this way. Only you get to decide. And when we really step into our worth and our power and recognizing that we're running our business on our terms, that's when it's going to be the most successful because you're magnetic. You're living out your desires and you're living out your true authentic self. But for those people who are wanting to start a coaching business, I like to say that there are three things that you need to be successful. And this surprises many people. Firstly, you need a way for clients to find you, right? So this might be through social media. This might be through referrals. Any way that people can actually know that you exist because if they don't know you exist, they can't book with you. That's step one. Step two is you need a way for clients to book with you, right? Now that they find you, how can they book with you? How can they get your services? So that could be through a Google form, getting people to sign an application, write an application before they um, work with you. It can be through um, a hosting platform. It can be through DMs, right? Finding, you know, DMing people. Hey, what time do you have available, right? Just like we did through the DMs as well. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. This is the biggest misconception. I need a pretty website. I need a pretty aesthetic feed. I need all these complicated bells and whistles before I can start my business. No, these are optional. And I know people might be saying, but hey, Katie, you have all these things. Yes, I do. And that's something that is important to me. I like my page and everything to look aesthetic because that's part of my values. But is it a requirement? No, absolutely not. Especially when you're starting, don't waste time on things that don't matter. Third thing is recognizing that you just need a way for clients to pay you, right? PayPal, Stripe, bank transfer, invoicing, whatever it is. These three things. As long as you have these three things, you can run a successful coaching business. So those are a way for people to find you, a way for clients to book with you, a way for people to pay you. As long as you have those three things, you can sign clients, you can get them to pay you, you can start making money. Everything else is really just superfluous. It really does not matter. And do what you need to do first, you know, get money first, get clients first, because that's all that matters. We're running a business, yes, to solve a problem, but we're also running a business to make money. Focus on the most key important thing, making money, signing clients first, and then everything else can follow. Then you can build your webinar and your page and your email marketing and your workflow and your evergreen funnel, all these things which are great to have and which, you know, can build you and help you scale. Start simple, right? Just start simple and and go by your own rules, right? There's nothing, there's no one out there saying that you have to do it like this, otherwise you're not going to be successful. So those would be my number one tips for anyone starting a business. And recognizing again, remember, you're doing a disservice to the world by dimming your light. The reason why you have this desire is because it is meant to be. Your success is inevitable and that your dreams are always, always going to be bigger than your fears. I've lived by those two quotes and it's gotten me and my business so, so far. I think when we first get started, we're so focused on everything being aesthetically pleasing when really we just need to like focus on the strategy and what we're actually doing rather than the aesthetics. The aesthetics can come later. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you also touched on how important it is to trust our intuition with like what we're doing with our business when we get started. So you've been coaching, did you say it's coming up for a year now? Yeah, so I launched my first program in June last year. So it'll be June this year when it will be officially one year since I've been running and like actually getting sales in my business. So other than you like coaching spirituality, I guess, how do you feel that spirituality has helped you grow your business? 
so many ways. Honestly, in the beginning, I was just like everyone else. And we I feel like we just have to go through this process. It's like our rite of passage in business. It's like, just give me the rule book. Just give me the formula. Like, I just need to know the steps and I'll be fine. I was also just like that. I was like, just give me the steps. Just I'll pay the money, whatever. Just give it to me. It'll be fine. Um, but then I recognized that it's not the strategy and it's not just doing this one way. And it's, and I tried all the things I tried having a spreadsheet for my social media and I tried, you know, having all the strategy and it just, it didn't work for me because I'm a very, very intuitive, flowy person. I need to do what I want to do. And if I don't enjoy it, then it's just going to make me frustrated and it's not going to work out. The biggest thing that I feel like has grown my business is not the strategy. Biggest thing that has grown my business is the spirituality, is the inner work. And that's why I blend it so, so much in my programs because I've spent thousands upon thousands of dollars in programs that were purely just strategy. And I see myself fall flat. I've seen the results fall flat. I've seen other people, you know, not being able to get the results purely because they're lacking the mindset, they're lacking the beliefs, they're lacking the intuition, and they're lacking the spirituality. So that's something that, you know, I look at all these programs, see what's missing. And one of the biggest things is the spiritual component and the manifestation. So yes, I blend that into my coaching, but my coaching really is how I do my business. Like I walk the talk, right? I don't just say to people and coach it. It's like my coaching really is an emanation of what it is that I fully embody. So that is the spirituality. That is the fact that there are no rules. And everything that I do in my business now is so incredibly intuitive. I have absolutely no plan for my social media whatsoever. I wake up that morning and say, what do I want to share with the world today? What is the message? And you've seen, I post on my stories every single damn day because every single day I have a message to share. And to me, it's just channeling from the universe. So as much as people say, hey, you need a spreadsheet and you need to plan 90 days in advance, you need to batch create your content. Yes, if that works for you, cool. But for me, it's rather listening to that intuition, listening to that spirituality and listening to the universe. Some days we all go through these cycles and we have to honor them. I have times where I'm like, I don't have anything. Nothing's coming through. It's very rare, but sometimes I do. On those days, I honor that. Sometimes I might post or otherwise I'll just be like, hey, universe, um, what message is it that you want me to share with my audience today? And so I'm really connected and realizing that I am a part of the universe and the universe is here. I'm co-creating with the universe and co-creating with my clients and my audience as well. It's not just me, right? It's like I have all, I have my spirits, I have the universe, I have my clients as well. And so a lot of it is just me responding to things and downloads. And it's it's not me sitting at my desk trying to conjure up ideas and generate you know, content. That's never, ever how I run my business. It's always spiritual. So that's in the content side of things. All my courses I've created in one week because I've sat down and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I've got this idea for a course or maybe one day it just comes to me in the shower. I'm like, okay, this is it. My line manifestation method, it took me five minutes to create. It just came to me all of a sudden. I journaled it out. One week later, I created my course and I launched it. So everything that I do is so intuitive because when you follow those downloads, when you follow the energy, when you follow the ideas, when you follow the spark, it gets to be so easy. You get to bypass all of this bulky planning and all of these, you know, people take so long in their business and people always say to me like, wow, Katie, like you're, I'm a one man show. I literally, I don't have any virtual assistants. I don't have anything. And yet I'm going to hit six figures soon in my business. And I'm being able to do that because I've been able to bypass a lot of the heavy stuff that people do, you know, working so many hours a day because I purely just wake up and create. I wake up and post. I wake up and, and I create, you know, things in a week and I just am just so intuitive I don't really plan anything I don't plan you know coming onto this podcast I have no idea what questions you're going to ask me it's just whatever comes out is perfectly 
divinely said at that time. I trust my intuition. I trust myself. And um, I don't, you know, my content, I don't plan that. I, um, my programs, like obviously I don't plan it, but it comes to me and I just create it. And so everything is just pure flow. Write an email when I want to write my email. I do things when I want to do things. And I feel like that is just so much more magnetic than creating content 90 days in advance and batch creating and doing that. And I've tried it. It doesn't work for me, but I do believe some people, they need that. They need that structure. They need that certainty. But for me, just leaning into my spirituality and intuition in that way, but also doing the inner work, recognizing that, hey, if I'm not hitting my income goals, why? Why do I feel like I'm not worthy? Why do I feel like I'm not available? Why do I feel like I don't deserve this? Asking myself all these questions and tapping into that, co-creating with the universe, you know, up-leveling in so many different ways. The, you know, doing the work and taking the action, as I said, it's not just external. Doing the work and taking the action is also doing the inner work. So as much as doing your business is about creating content and going out there and going live and signing clients, if it's not happening, if it's not working, you need to also go within. So as much as I go out there and I work, I also go within and I do the inner work through the journaling, the meditation, the constant affirmations. And it's taken time, right? It seems like my business has grown so fast, so quick. But in the beginning, I posted for three months without making a single cent. I posted for three months daily on my stories without launching, without signing a client. But I recognized that I was doing the inner work and I was preparing. And now it's been able to take off from that point. So yeah, spirituality is my business. That's what it is. I am my business and my business is extension of me and I am a spirit. That's all it is. And so my business really, in essence, it is, you know, built on my spirituality and my spiritual practice. And like I said earlier, I love to see you appearing almost daily on your stories just channeling messages from the universe because whilst you're channeling those messages from the universe it's like the universe is speaking through you to those that need to hear it among your following I just I love that and I think it gives more of a connection between you and your followers because the universe is talking to them through you I just love that what I wanted to talk about next we spoke about being an energetic match for our desires and we often talk about acting as if So I was wondering when it comes to wanting to manifest like more clients or maybe like finances, what ways do you act as if? Yeah, so for me, acting as if, and I kind of, you know, I I teach acting as if, but at the same time, I I make it really, really, um, I emphasize the point that it's not about pretending. A lot of people out there was like, acting as if doesn't work because you're pretending. We're not pretending here. Acting as if actually is embodying the version of you who already has it and taking aligned action. So when I'm talking about act as if, I'm not saying pretend, we're not playing like dress up games here like we did when we were children. We're actually stepping into that version of you. So you have to, you know, trick yourself into believing it. And yes, it's kind of like fake it to make it, but it's the point where I'm taking this action in a way where it genuinely, I'm brainwashing myself into believing it rather than just taking action for the sake of faking it. That's one thing I want to really point out. It's not pretending, it's embodying, but it's really just, again, ask yourself, if I already had achieved my manifestation, I was living that version of me and that lifestyle in which I was already successful in everything that I want to achieve, how would I act? And so it's really asking yourself, okay, if you were the millionaire, for example, your goal is a million dollars, 
how would you act? Would you go out there? And it's not just your actions, but it's your thoughts as well. Like you wouldn't think, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, that's too expensive. And I'm not saying go out there and spend all your money. That's not what I'm saying. But it's also just picking up on these little things that we think, oh, you know, um, I can't do this or I can't do that or it's not going to happen or worrying about money. You wouldn't worry about money if you're a millionaire. So you need to eliminate that from your subconscious mind and um, showing up as that person, right? For example, the thing is, ultimately, it really comes down to that certainty. Again, it's not the high vibration. It's just living in that content state. When you have something, you don't want it. When you have something, you don't want it because you already have it. So the fact is, if you're lusting after something, if you're like, I want it so bad and you're obsessing over it, that energy in itself is not acting as if because if you already had it, you would be certain and you'd be grateful. So that's why people say gratitude is the signature of the universe of saying, I, I have that thing because you're only grateful for things that have already happened. So expressing that gratitude. If you're wanting that relationship, don't be going around saying, oh, I'm single and I'm going out. And yes, you've got to look, you've got to put yourself out there, right? But if you already were in a relationship, how would you feel? You would feel loved. You would feel appreciated. You would feel supported. And I always like to say, you know, in these relationships, a relationship can't really give you much more than you can give yourself. You know, you're wanting that physical touch, give it to you, give it to yourself. You're wanting the affirmations, give it to yourself. You're wanting to take yourself to the movies, do that. You, like whatever you're craving externally, your external world can't give you that. It's really an emotional experience, right? And saying this again, it's really an emotional experience. Nothing changes except for the tangible item, right? So when you achieve, why do you want that house? Why do you want that car? Why do you want that relationship? It's because you think, your quality of life is going to improve because you're going to feel a certain way. And so if that's the case, if it really just comes down to the fact that it's an emotional experience, it's about bypassing the fact that I'm waiting to receive that thing before I can feel, when in fact I can feel first before I receive. And if I feel first before I receive, I don't even really need to receive in order to, to manifest a better quality of life because it's I already feel that way. So in order to attract abundance, you must what? Feel abundant. In order to attract love, you must feel love. In order to attract clients, you must feel like you've already got clients. So doing things as if. So small things I like to do, for example, just say you want clients, how to act as if. Book in a slot in your calendar saying, I've got a one-on-one call at this time. Um, Minders in your phone, right? Saying, oh, a client's booked with you or um, voice messaging. So for me, with my clients, I voice message them. So going into your, your well, I've got Voxer and we have a private chat where I can talk to myself and I'll just put it in or, oh, hi, oh my goodness, I'm so glad like you've got this result and answering their questions, like everything that you would do when you have your manifestation, do it. And you might feel silly, but the purpose is to quantum leap into that version of you who already has it. So do what you need to do. As crazy it is, as it is, I write myself fake checks for the amount I'm trying to manifest or put in notifications in my calendar. I Photoshop my bank statements, anything, whatever. If it makes you feel something, do it. And this all culminates to help you act as if and embody the energy. So it's all about embodying that energy rather than just acting as if you are that energy. So mm. I love that. So when I first got started with manifestation, it was all about like manifesting. And I guess a lot of us get sucked in by sort of the, the surface level 
aspects of it. So mm-hmm. manifesting our desires as if it's easy. And then once you get into it, you're sort of, oh, I don't know about you, but this is how I felt. I was drawn into everything else, spiritual. So like crystals, um, just oh, yeah. It. So I was wondering, is there any sort of avenue of spirituality that you've not yet discovered or explored that you'd like to delve into? Oh, there are so many things. Like I feel like constantly learning about um, spirituality and I feel like I'm just at the beginning of my journey personally. So um, I feel like I definitely want to delve more into spiritual awakening and reading more books around that. Uh, I've done crystals and pendulums and um, oracle cards as well. I definitely want to learn more about tarot cards. You know, I know that, you know, it's different to oracle cards and that there's certain meanings behind them. And I've still, you know, that's completely untapped for me. Human design um, and all of that. I know what I am. I know I'm a generator, but I want to get a human design reading as well. So anyone's listening to this knows about human design, <laughs> hit me up. But, um, you know, all of that as well. There's so many like astrocartography. There's so many different spiritual things. Honestly, I feel like it is endless. And the more you learn about it, the more you realize there's so much that you don't know. So for sure, there are lots of things that I'm so interested in um, and I want to delve deeper into. I love that. Spirituality is like a whole new world. You just want to explore every single thing. And I think the more avenues you explore with it, the more you're actually learning about yourself. So like I went to a tarot reading and it was just crazy. And I think that also triggered me to like want to sort of go deeper in spirituality as well, because I was just mind blown by that. So, yeah, I really recommend the tarot card reading. The episode, are you okay if we do some quick fire questions? Go for it. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay, number one, biggest mindset or manifestation mentor? Oh, right now, okay, it would be Ruby Lee. She is my business um, mentor, but she very much is my style, manifestation, spirituality. So right now I'd say she's like my biggest inspiration and biggest influence in my um, life. And your favorite crystal? Um, I really like appetite. It's all about the manifestation and all those vibes. <laughs> and Apophilite, oh, I've got so many, I can list them all. But yeah. <laughs> uh, your favorite book? Oh, I love The Power of Now, 100%. Love that. I've not re- yet read that one. You mu- if you're into spirituality <laughs> and spiritual awakening, that is a must read. But everyone, I feel like you have to be at a certain stage. Otherwise, it's kind of just going to go over your head. So it's definitely not like a beginner spiritual book for sure. I'll buy that ASAP. And final question, where can we find you online and on social media? Yes. So just like Hannah says, I post every single day on my Instagram stories. So I'm at katie.wilkinson with two ends at the end there. I'm, that's probably the platform where I'm most active. I also have my own podcast, which is called Abundant Attraction. And I have um, a free masterclass called How to Manifest Successfully in Four Easy Steps, which I highly recommend checking out. Um, yeah, we'll put all the information in the show notes below. Um, but yeah, I have a course called Align Manifestation, but you can check that all out um, in the description, I'm sure. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I think you've given some incredible answers and amazing insight. And I'm truly grateful that you joined me for this episode. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah. This was so epic, such a deep dive. And honestly, some of the questions you asked were just amazing. So thank you. Oh, thank you.